Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet. So you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs, here with Blake Stratton and special guests, Trisha Shortino and Melissa Lawrence. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you? Hey, I'm honored to be with you today. I am so excited you're here. Uh, Verbs, are you excited I'm here? I'm I'm actually just wanted to check and make sure you were here briefly, but you are. So now we can continue to move on. But thanks for being here. Yeah, I was, that was a little push and pull. I see, I get quiet just to see, would anyone even know, would verbs even notice? (laughs) So I'm glad that you've met that emotional need. Now that my needs are met, I'm excited because Trisha and Melissa are from Belay, which is the MVP of (laughs) Michael Hyatt and company. If we think about how many clients and, and, and us as a company have utilized your company's services uh it's it's hard to count up all the achievement that absolutely belay has sort of provided the superpowers for and in this episode it's a pleasure to have you because you are going to get to share from an authority position and an experience level that verbs and i don't have about productivity and that's ultimately what people want is to get the right stuff done to get to focus on what they do best and where they bring the most value, but that's a hard bridge to cross. Trisha and Melissa are experts in this field of bridging that gap that so many of us struggle to bridge for ourselves. So thank you for taking time to be with us. Maybe Thank um, you for that amazing picture you just painted of Belay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in the M- MVPs, we we appreciate that. Michael is the OG of the Belay <laughs> story. Uh, we've worked with Mike uh, and your team for so many years, so uh, it's always great to be here and and be able to share uh, what that journey's been like and uh, everything we've learned along the way. Now we talk, we do talk about Belay often. Whether you've uh, caught some of our trainings or have been a part of any of our intensives. But Trisha, if you can break it down for the people who don't know, can you just kind of briefly explain what Belay does, who you are, and how you help businesses and professionals? Yeah. So Belay is a remote work staffing organization focused on placing virtual assistance with our clients. So we are your premier source for finding you the talent you need to source virtual assistant fractionally starting at 45 hours a month and up, so you can have scalable executive support. You explained Michael is the OG, but what is that connection between uh, Michael Hyatt (laughs) Company and and Belay? Yeah, so I was actually Michael's first virtual assistant a really long time ago, taking it it way back to 2011. (laughs) (laughs) 10 years now, wow. Uh, 10 years ago, Michael reached out to Belay looking for a virtual assistant. It was right when he left Thomas Nelson Publishing and was starting his his own thing. And um, he was looking for somebody to help him, you know, get started and support him as an executive going out on his own for the first time. And I'm the lucky girl who raised my hand and uh, got paired with Michael. So I worked with Mike for about three years myself as his virtual assistant and then we've had other assistants kind of support Michael over the years and your team as well. But I, I was, you know, it was an honor to be kind of Michael's first virtual assistant. Sure, sure. And Melissa, yeah. what is your role within Belay? 
So I am Trisha's executive assistant um, for just a little over two years now. And as her EA, my job is kind of to help keep her out of the weeds and um, enable her to focus on the things that only she can do for Belay as our CEO. And then stuff like, and I would add on like magic maker, like <laughs> unicorn, you know, so joke all the time. Magic Let wand. me find my magic wand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like can Trisha, we have to fit one more meeting in the week and she has to go hunting for her magic wand to make it happen. So. I think people sometimes they may listen to us and they go, well, as long as I just, if I just was more disciplined and did everything better. And in a recent episode, we actually just talked about, you know, it's not always an internal problem sometimes. And in fact, I would say, depending on how much you want to achieve, it's almost all the time. You need other people's help. We're designed for that. And Belay and Trisha and Melissa will get to speak on this throughout this episode. One thing that's beautiful about what you do is you can step in and, and go, we can help you do the stuff that just needs to get done so that you can focus on, how'd you say it, Melissa? Focus on- Only the things that you can do for the business. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that, I think, is where you start to see really large gains towards the life that you want. So you should think about bringing somebody in to help you do what only you can do. And Trisha, you even said belay. You said starting with 45 hours per month. And I want to emphasize that you didn't misspeak. Is that how it works? Yeah. So 10 hours a week or 45 a month, you know, rolling. Some weeks might be eight and others might be 12. But um, it gives you enough room to get started. And and really, there are kind of those, which I know you guys talk about all the time, those low kind of hanging fruit items that really don't deserve your time. You know, as an executive or a manager of your department, you should probably be focusing on, you know, strategy and planning and budgeting and, and things like that and not um, email and calendar and, and details. So um, those 10 hours a week or 45 a month, there's a, there's a lot of ROI that goes into that. That's 10 hours a week or 45 a month I'm spending on growing the business, which the return on that is worth way more than anything you're going to pay for a virtual assistant. We're talking today just about four responsibilities your executive assistant can take on to empower your double win. And I'll say this, just working with our business accelerator clients, um, I get to kind of see them on a quarterly basis. I see them come in. They know about the double win. They're ready to embrace it. And a lot of the coaching is how you can practically embrace it. But there's one point in our in our curriculum that we get to that becomes that light bulb aha moment to where uh, business leaders realize, you know what, this has to happen. I have to make, I have to figure out how I can get an EA and really start to implement and leverage, um, leverage, really leverage what they do to make the rest of this possible. Or they either have an EA already, but they're learning how to actually maximize on what their EA brings to the table in a more practical way. And so can you just explain or walk us through how can having an executive assistant empower leaders to really achieve the double win? Yeah. So like you said, Verbs, we, we kind of break it down into like four big buckets uh, mm -hmm. or priorities or responsibilities that your executive assistant can help you with. We see it all the time where we have clients join Belay and they know they need an assistant and then they kind of go, now what? <laughs> what does this look when the rubber meets the road? Right. What does this look like now? Where do I begin? How are they helping me? 
So for me, priority number one is um, protecting my priorities. So uh, I think a lot of us really, um, really can just drift throughout our days and our weeks, overcommit ourselves because we don't want to say no to people and really sure. wind up in a place where we're overworked, we're stretched too thin. And theoretically, I leverage Melissa to really help me keep my priorities so that any given week is really landing and strategically ends in a place where I've been able to accomplish all the things I want to accomplish. And she's really holding me responsible for keeping my priorities in check. Now, when we talk about, you know, protecting your priorities, what does that really look like? I mean, we know that there's um, an element of really getting uh, someone's email in order. And, and like you said, making sure that they're not saying yes to things that they really don't have the time or the bandwidth to really tackle. Uh, what are some other practical ways that um, protecting your priorities really comes into play? It really, um, I know you guys are big on the ideal work week here at Michael Hyatt. Um, and it really all ends and begins with the ideal work week. You know, having those guardrails in place is really helpful um, you know, if the priorities that Trisha and I have outlined together don't fit into her ideal work week, then we know we need to look at reprioritizing as opposed to trying to just cram it all in. And then also taking into consideration, you know, what's going on with her personally. And so, you know, I have access to Trisha's personal schedule as well as her professional schedule. And so that helps me to know, um, you know, kind of where she's at, um, you know, with her family, her kids, her just mental health and well-being, um, to know how we can work her priorities into her schedule um, with all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So Melissa does a good job at making sure like I have room in my week to fit in walks, workouts, mental breaks, lunch dates, you know, so it's not just like making sure all the meetings are happening. That's great. Plugging them all in where they need to. But like, I'm a whole person. I'm not just a CEO. So she does a great job at making sure like all of all of Trisha is taken care of, which is which has been the one of the biggest gifts to me of having a virtual assistant. Sure. And I'm I'm making an assumption here, but I assume once you start really getting into kind of navigating through the business and the personal things, there's an element of trust that needs to be built with your executive assistant. And I think this is probably where a lot of business leaders maybe are hesitant about putting a full the full load of trust as far as the responsibilities are given to their EA. Um, can you talk to that at all as far as what is kind of the best way to really build a rapport of trust, um, especially when they're talking about personal matters and, and, and personal uh, points of your schedule? Yeah, I think um, trust for me um, is given until proven otherwise. So when Melissa first started working with me, you know, I went into the relationship with, I'm going to give her the keys to the kingdom. <laughs> you know, um, and yeah. I, I really did learn that from Mike, to be honest, when I started mm -hmm. as Mike's virtual assistant 10 years ago, on my first day, I had everything, I could have stolen his identity if I wanted to, right? <laughs> I had my bank account and family names and social security number. I had all the things I needed at my fingertips to be successful. And so even though that sounds really uncomfortable for a lot of people, uh, you know, I choose to enter into the relationship giving giving trust until proven otherwise. Um, now, for some people who are maybe a little more trepidatious, um, I would say, you know, 
relinquish it on a on a schedule, right? You know, start with what feels comfortable, give yourself 30 days, let go of a few more things, give yourself 30 more days. Get as long as you're making progressive movement throughout the relationship, I think that you you will find yourself in a place within a certain amount of time frame, three to six months or whatever that looks like, where you're kind of all in. Um, if you're not comfortable kind of just diving in day one. Right. And I think it's worth being said that Belay does a fantastic job of really vetting all of your executive assistants to make sure, you know, they have no <laughs> prior criminal records or anything like Correct. that. Melissa, you said a couple of things in there that I want to expand on for our listening audience. Protecting someone's ideal work week. Trisha mentioned, hey, protecting my own personal world, my health, and making sure I'm taking care of this. And I love the lens of thinking about this through protection. And I think for if you're listening and you feel like, man, a lot of what I say or my values are actually being violated just by the chaos of my everyday life. But there's some people listening where it's maybe you don't look at it through that lens. You look at it through how am I ever going to create leverage I need to actually do more with this limited schedule I have. And what I'm just kind of reading between the lines of what you shared, Melissa and Trisha, you can weigh in on this too. But what I see here is by protecting an ideal week, by protecting the calendar, by protecting that personal health is you're actually creating more. You're creating buffer of time, mm -hmm. you're creating buffer financially, and you're creating buffer of energy, which when we talk about goals, we need buffer because it's going to exist. This podcast is really about achieving what those goals you have. And so in order to do that, you need to have extra resources. And I think that's, I guess, maybe a mental shift if you're listening to this, that an assistant can actually help you get the leverage you need to, to create the extra that you need to finally move forward towards a big goal. Let's let's move forward. You mentioned there was a uh, four priorities, responsibilities. I guess that a executive assistant can be responsible for. W what would you say is the second one? If if that first one was protecting your priorities, what's the second? Filtering my commitments. <laughs> Being this, is my, girl. this is my favorite part. Yes. Go ahead, girl. You, you are my, she is my gatekeeper. It's not happening, girl. <laughs> yeah, I would say, I say no on Trisha's behalf at least eight times, eight to 10 times a week on average. And that probably comes as a, as a surprise to Trisha because most of those requests don't even make it to her. She doesn't even know that they ever came across because I'm already filtering them out, um, you know, based on what I know about her priorities and her schedule. Um, a lot of networking invites where I just know it's not going to be mutually beneficial um, on requests to speak at events or podcasts that it's just not a good fit for Trisha or Belay. Um, and then another thing that takes a lot of her plate is the information gathering type meetings. Um, I can pull in other people to attend, or a lot of times I will attend, you know, preliminary meeting on her behalf. And then from there, we can determine um, if it really is worth her time to attend a meeting personally with them. That's some game changer stuff right there for me. Mm -hmm. Melissa and, and Tricia, I'm curious how this uh, trust was built. We talked about trust with that first responsibility. But when it comes to saying no, no is a small word, but it's a big word too. So Melissa, how did you get up to speed? You know, are you running everything? I, I assume you're not 
running, having to run everything up the chain to Trisha to make a decision on, how did you get to a place of, I can, I can filter this, I cannot filter this. How did you get there and how could a, a listener get there for themselves? I think a lot of it's an evolution over time of just understanding, you know, what's important to Trisha, what would be a good fit for her. Um, sometimes I work with our marketing team to vet some of these opportunities to help me determine if it would be a good fit. So that way I don't, um, you know, have to run it up the chain to Trisha. I have other resources I can use to kind of decipher that. Yeah. And I think in the beginning, if this is something new you're starting out with, when we, when we first started kind of on this uh, empowerment for Melissa was, you know, the first few we talked about them, you know, we went over them together and said, okay, would you pass on this and why, or would you do this or why? Mm. And really kind of an education where we paired through a few of them in the beginning a couple of times. And then once we felt like we were in sync, you know, then I knew that I can just let it go and she was going to make the right decisions on my behalf. So I think you can have a season of time where you're jointly helping each other figure out why and why not. And then once you get, you get into your rhythm, then as the leader, you know, empower and let it go. It's good to know that she's saying no to 10 things a week for me that I didn't know she was saying no to. <laughs> you know, and sometimes we've learned from not saying no and we go, oh, okay, we're not doing that again. Right. Yes. <laughs> we've been burned a few times where we committed to things and went, oh, why did we do this? So yeah. Let's not do that again. Yeah. So my job is to take the mental note and go, okay, next time that's, that's not even coming her way. I'm just going to cut that off. Yeah. And she's really good. There have been things that I've committed to maybe on LinkedIn or, you know, somebody uh, Instagrams <laughs> me something. And I said, sure, right. that's a great idea. You know, and then the, I get an email and she's like, what are you doing? This is a no. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> so that was responsibility number two, filter your commitments we're going to move on to responsibility number three, which is dun, 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 manage your inbox. Ooh. Walk us through what that looks like. Yeah. What's the dance and the choreography that goes on there? This is like a push and a pull for Melissa and I. <laughs> yes. This is the one yes. where she has to slap my hands because getting out of my inbox is really hard. I think a lot of people have a really hard time not getting in their inbox. It's like, but that's where I live in my inbox. Um, but there's so much of it. I have to constantly remind myself there's so much of it that is so unnecessary for me. So it is a priority for us that she be able to go through and manage my, my inbox for me, at least at some percent. So what I would say to people um, practically is, you know, some people are able to literally give the entire inbox over. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it's a public facing inbox, or, but legitimately, if that's not the case, give over a percent of it. You know, so for Melissa and I right now, it's it's 20% of my email she's handling. Okay. Right. So I'm like, okay, you know, one in every five emails, she's replying, responding, filtering, deleting, you know, whatever she's she's doing with those emails. And the other 80% I'm, I'm actively working. And the goal would be, you know, maybe next quarter or second half of the year, we're at 30% of my inbox she's managing. So I think you can sure. practically kind of have goals in place on um, inbox management if you're, you know, that's something new or um, you have a hard time kind of relinquishing the inbox management. So I know Melissa has some thoughts about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, in the beginning, we laid out just some really simple ground rules to just kind of get the ball rolling on it. Um, just sure. stuff like 
whether to keep all the emails in a thread or we can just keep the most recent one and which you know newsletters do you want to stay subscribed to which can i unsubscribe you from and so these seem like you know small silly things but they add up to hundreds of emails that i'm able to clear out of her inbox for her so that was really kind of how we started um, mm -hmm. with just some basic ground rules and then kind of built up from there we use now a simple starring system where she'll star an email that she wants me to respond to, or I'll star an email that um, I have or will respond to. And um, sometimes I'm not exactly sure how she wants me to respond. So I'll just create a draft of it and then let her review it, make any edits that she needs, and then she can send it on from there. So that gives her a level of comfort that if I am not exactly sure, you know, how I'm supposed to respond, that she's going to get the final review of that response. Sure, yeah, that's, that's good. That's a big and, one. Yeah, that's a good one mm -hmm. if you're new to that is, you know, have have your EA draft the email and then you can look and send until, again, you get comfortable with um, that, you know, how they're representing you, how they're speaking for you, or how they're answering. It's, you know, very similar to just kind of, uh, you know, building that trust and letting them speak on your behalf. I feel like you can, you know, go through a process where um, that's the, that's the way that you get to the place. Now I know, and I have full confidence that anything she replies on my behalf is going to say what I would have wanted it to say. It represents me well, um, because we've been through it enough. That's good. And now am I, on that first 20% that you're allowing her to kind of sift through and filter out, how do you determine what that 20% is? Like what types of communication is that, that you're trusting her with at that point? Yeah, I think it's, I think it varies. Um, it's a lot of the um, um, outside vendors or asks mm -hmm. for things, um, you know, um, marketing type things, um, newsletters, LinkedIn messages, stuff like that. But now she's to the point where she's able to respond on my behalf, even to our internal team, where somebody might be saying, hey, um, could we get your thoughts or could you join this meeting on our behalf? Or she's able to kind of intersect those for me and either get it scheduled or decline for me in advance. So um, those are the first big ones I can think of. Anything else in there, Melissa? I was thinking sometimes, you know, helping to manage her inbox is not just about responding to the emails. It's about getting stuff out of her inbox. So um, an That's action good. item that comes in through an email um, we don't leave it in her inbox. We don't use her inbox as a to-do list. So we'll either pull it into, we use um, the Gmail suite. So we use Google Tasks to help us um, you know, manage our action items between us. And so I'll pull it into her Google Task list, or I'll just pull it into a calendar block so that she actually has dedicated time to work on that action item. And all of the um, you know, pertinent information is within the calendar invite so that we can clear it out of her inbox. She knows she has time block to work on it and it's off her mind until that time comes. Responsibility number four, simplify your preparation. This is one I really didn't consider, but this is again, the added benefit of having a superhero EA to support <laughs> the superhero business leaders. But what does that look like as far as simplifying the preparation for your um, executive? This one, um, yeah, game changer. Yeah, I spend a lot of time doing prep for um, meetings, speaking events, um, doing podcasts like this. And whenever I schedule any of those things, I really do two things right off the bat. I block time on her calendar for her to prep for it. 
Um, and then I start a draft of a presentation or talking points, agenda, whatever it may be. Um, even if I have really limited information, just having that framework to start with is really helpful to Trisha when she gets in there to start her prep on it. Um, and then sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes it's actually paring down something that, you know, our marketing team sent to us where I know it's just too much information for Trisha and actually mm -hmm. it's actually going to complicate her prep more than it is simplify it. Um, so it kind of goes both ways. Yes. Yeah. So you, it is a, it is a pleasure to have a block of time on my calendar where I'm working on a presentation or something. And in my calendar block is already the information about what it is, the link to the draft copy, um, and any pertinent notes netted out like quick little bullets about what, what it is I'm working right. on so that I can literally just dive into that time and have everything I need in one. I don't have to go fishing for old emails and what am I doing and what's this? I mean, she consolidates all of that information and puts it all together for me. So I'm very productive in that time with what I'm doing because I have every resource I need at that moment right in front of me. And the time is already put on the calendar. So it's awesome. And then even things like um, similarly PR, requests like, hey, can we get Trisha to give us a quote on military spouses in remote and remote work? You know, a lot of that stuff, she can pull the data for me on my behalf and um, get, get me prepared for any conversations I need to have. Um, and we've had the luxury that we've worked together long enough that, um, you know, she she's like my second <laughs> brain and she kind <laughs> of knows exactly what I'm going to say anyway. Right. Yeah, so I can usually comb through, um, I'll comb through her past webinars, I'll comb through her social media, I'll comb through, you know, past outlines we've created, and I can usually pull together just about everything she needs for some type of speaking event, um, just based on knowing her and, you know, past documentation that I have. So I can usually get it to her probably about 90% at least most of the time. I guess for someone, when we think about simplifying your preparation for, for verbs and I were like, oh yeah, we hadn't even thought about that. But now Melissa's speaking to this and to me, it kind of cues my brain to go, wait a second. I feel like this is the type of thing that the longer someone's with you, the more and more value they're getting. Can you speak to that? How, how you've seen that play out? Yes. I mean, I, I started with an assistant at 45 hours a month, 10 hours a week also. Um, and then it was 15 hours a week, 65 hours a month. And, then, mm -hmm. and now I have a full-time assistant. Um, and yeah, it's absolutely the more she can, the more she's able to do for me, the further we're able to go really. Um, and then the longer you've spent working with an assistant, the, the larger the payoff constantly, like, you know, you really get into a rhythm where, um, just like any new employer, new role, I mean, there is going to be an onboarding time. There is going to be a season with which. Um, you're getting to know each other. They, your assistant needs to learn your voice. They need to learn your preferences. There's going to be some trial and error. Um, so it will feel like work in the beginning, and it will be. And so I want people to be, you know, really, you know, honest with themselves as a leader. If you're if you're going to go forward with an assistant, you'll feel some relief in the beginning, but it's not nearly as much relief as you will feel six months from now. Like you will get more and more out of it the longer you stick with it. Trisha is very intentional. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Trisha is very intentional about our weekly one ones. I can count on one hand the number that we've missed in, you know, two plus years. Um, and they get shorter and shorter. Like most of the time we knock it out in 30 minutes now, just because we are in that rhythm 
Um, we don't have to sit there and cover a lot of things that we may have covered, you know, a year ago or 18 months right. ago. Um, but she takes that time to make sure that I have what I need to support her. And so that has kind of moved things along at an accelerated rate. Yeah, I'm not going to be the cog in the wheel when it comes to Melissa being able to help me. <laughs> so right. I'm yeah. going to get out of the way. I'm not going to be the roadblock that she can't accomplish something she's trying to do for me because I'm not responsive or I'm too slow or I'm bogged down. So I'm committed to the relationship to say, I'm all in. I'm going to give her you know, the past, do all the things. She's going to have the, the cleanest, quickest access to me, more, actually more than anybody in our entire organization, to be honest. She has the most access to me um, because in return, the more I'm able to give her, the more I'm getting in return. So Tricia and Melissa, we've taken a closer look at what makes executive assistance such an asset. But what would you say to leaders who think that they don't have the time or maybe don't have the finances to bring someone on board? I would say you don't have the time to not bring an assistant on board. Because I think what we talked about today is that you will get more time by actually hiring an assistant. Yeah, absolutely. What you invest in your assistant, you will get back tenfold. Boom. That was awesome. <laughs> yes. Simple. Yeah. So if you hate tenfold returns, stay away <laughs> from right. the assistant. If you'd rather be okay. unproductive and not There's some grow. people they hate they hate those high ROIs or no right? thank you. <laughs> no thank you. I'd rather gut it out. Yep. Trisha, Melissa, sometimes we'll do a final thought at the end of these episodes. I'm curious if you could give our listeners a resource uh, where they can, you know, get started today kind of on their own journey to process through how they could leverage their own virtual assistant. Do you have any anything for them to get started? Yes, we have an awesome guide. It's called The Ultimate Guide to Working with a Virtual Assistant. It takes a lot of what we talked about today, puts it in one spot for you. You can get to it at belaysolutions.com forward slash focus. And just curious, is that free? Free, 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 free. It's free. free. So <laughs> free talk about ROI, ladies and gentlemen, get on that. What's that URL again? Give it to them one more time. They had to pull over. Yeah. They, they, they had to right get off down, the treadmill. Belaysolutions.com yeah. forward slash focus. Free. <laughs> All right, Trisha, Melissa, thank you so much for joining us on Focus on This. And thank you, the listener, for joining us today as well. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So please make sure you share it with your friends and remember the hashtag focus on this podcast. And we'll be here next week with another great episode. Until then, stay, stay focused. focused.